Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Welcome to another Yellow Army podcast. We're accompanied by the wagging tail of a very large dog today. Yeah, I don't think it normally comes out on the recording. We've had it before. It's very light at the moment. It is. You might hear a thump, thump, thump occasionally, (laughs) but that's the wagging tail of a dog. Podcast with a little bit of a difference this week, Rich, because Talkie haven't got a game. It's odd, isn't it? No game Saturday. No game Saturday. No game all the way through until Saturday the 22nd. Yeah, yeah. away at Altrincham is the next game. So uh, that's good for my brother because he's just moved to Manchester. Oh, well, he'll see the so, mighty goals. Yeah, so he's off to that one. But before then, we have nothing. Well, I was going to describe this as a non-league podcast, but of course, Torquay are non-league. But it's, yes. it's kind of non-league, yes. non-league Podcast. Yeah, we're going to have a little discussion about um, Buckland, aren't mm. we? Yeah, because Buckland have got two massive games coming up at home in the next few days, either or both of which we think you might quite enjoy. Yeah. Uh, and we'll be talking to their manager, Paul Froud, a little bit later on. <laughs> That's the grumbling, dog noises. grumbling dog. Are you not enjoying the podcast, Milo? Yeah, he'll get, he'll get on with it. But first of all, we need to talk about Torquay's 2-2 draw with Dagenham and Redbridge at Plainmore last Saturday. Yeah, um, absolutely. What an interesting game that was. Are you going to try and, try and waft, waft, I am. I'm just gonna try waft, waft the dog waft out? The dog out. <laughs> waft it here. See you later, Milo. No, Luke, there. Oh, there <laughs> right, the dog's out. <coughs> um, now, the final whistle of that game against Dagenham, I went yes like that. Yeah. And I think one or two people looked at me a bit sideways. And I looked at you and went... See, I thought it was a great point. Well, I must admit, I thought about it on the way home, and by the time I got home, I changed my tune slightly. But at the time, I was really disappointed yeah. that they hadn't held on to that. I know a lot of people were. There was a lot of chat on social media about chucking away a 2 0 lead, and, and I get completely get that, obviously. But I thought the way that Dagenham played for. From minute 20 to about minute well, 85. Gary said an hour. Yeah. yeah. Um, they were magnificent. We won't come up against many better teams than that. Yeah. I mean, it. there was a lot going on on Saturday, wasn't there? The pitch cut up from, yeah. from the word go um, and became very, very heavy. So there was, there was little scope for playing nice rolly ball along the ground football. No, that's true. Um, well, I mean, in the first 20 minutes, Torquay did do that, to be yeah. fair. Yeah, well, they could do that at could. that time. And also, they were attacking the end that didn't seem to be so affected yeah. by the rain. Um, the rain in front of the other, in front of the um, the Babacom end was, uh, the, the pitch, it, I should say, was, was, was heavier. A fair play to the ground staff for getting the game on at all, yeah. by the way. Um, and I think probably people... Um, people who've criticised the pitch this week and said it was a quagmire. Have they criticised it? Well, I mean, it did cut up awfully bad. Well, it did, but it. But I mean, the amount the of rain on, that was yeah. on it, and the, I mean, what what they expect in? I mean, yeah. you can't work miracles. The pitches are grass and mud. They are, and and I I think they did well to get a game on in any respect. And the first nineteen seconds, let's be honest, it was you that called it. I've seen well, different well, times, but you said as the ball seconds. went into the net. 19 seconds, because well, he obviously the had a quick screen. glance at the big, yeah. big screen. Yeah. So it was definitely not 25, which I've read elsewhere, not whatever 
It was 19 seconds, courtesy of said, Guy, Guy yeah. Henderson's <laughs> quick flick look. The big screen said 19 seconds yeah. as I looked across at it. That's funny you should mention it. I was talking to Dave Thomas yesterday and we were talking about timekeeping at football matches for Gordon no apparent reason. <laughs> and if we decide it was 19 seconds, it was 19 seconds. It was, it was 19 back in the seconds. Days, anyway. Yeah, it was 19 seconds. And uh, uh, obviously the timing on... Uh, I think actually the PA went with 19 seconds because I think reading it on the BBC mm. as well. So maybe they were listening to us. Um, awesome. But obviously the first minute. But, you know, you can't talk about timing at Talking Night without Gordon Screech. He would, he would have been counting down in he five would. seconds. He would. Oh, in the first 30 seconds, he always did them one by one. Yeah. And then from then on, it was every five yeah. until the first minute had elapsed, yeah. just in case such Absolute a thing happened. Absolute proper old school journalism that was. <laughs> it was a cracking goal, wasn't it? I mean, the ball. Actually, if you if you watch it on the uh, on the video on the club website, they do have a go through the middle first before yeah. going out to the outside. Yeah. It was a beautiful cross by Dan Martin. It, it was. was a lovely header from Asa Hall. Yeah, straight back across where it came from into the corner. Yeah, I mean, you can't get a better start to a game than that. And as you say, at that time, the pitch was like a billiard table. Certainly up that mm. end of the field. Absolutely. And Torquay just went on and dominated that Looked first 20 great minutes. for 20 minutes, didn't they? I mean, 12 minutes was the second goal, wasn't it? Yeah. And that was, a, that was a good goal as well. It was, you know, it, it looked maybe a bit uh, a bit messy at the end because of, of Danny White's flick was kind of slightly messy, but it went in. It but went the build-up was, was fabulous. And it's Asa Hall's power. I'm sorry, it wasn't Asa Hall. I thought, in fact, I said in the blog that Asa Hall had nodded the ball down to Danny Wright, but it wasn't. It was Joe Lewis. It was Joe Lewis. My apologies to Joe Lewis for the match report then. Yeah, I got I took your word, word for that one. Well, since Asa Hall's had that haircut, you see, you, mm. can't, um, you can't really tell him apart. Absolutely. looks completely different, doesn't he? But it was, I mean, to be 2-0 up against a team that good after 12 minutes, we were in dreamland for yeah. a while, weren't we? And, and you... You wondered if it was going to go on and be, be because because to be fair, Dag- Dagenham hadn't showed anything really no. at that point, and they looked like they were caught in the headlights, didn't they? They they, they looked yeah. unbelievably um, devoid of any kind of mm. idea, and, and and they weren't the Dagenham that we were expecting because no. Dagenham always put on a show at Playmore for some reason, don't they? I don't know why, but they're one of the teams yeah. that. You know, uh, every time you see the Dagenham game coming up, you think, yep, Dagenham, they're always half It's going to be a good one. Yeah. I was just looking for my team sheet from last week's game because I've forgotten the name of Junior Marias. Junior Marias, yeah. We liked him a lot. <clears throat> yeah, and Balanta as well. I thought he was a decent player as well. And I thought Joe Jones, the number 26 <coughs> in the midfield, I thought he was the best player on the pitch. <coughs> Excuse me, what? <coughs> Coffee went down. That's got it. Yeah. yeah. Touch of the Bob Flemings there. Um, but <coughs> Joe Jones was sort of <coughs> <coughs> excuse me that's not good okay that's not good but we're, <coughs> both, we're both laterally flow tested so yes. we're okay aren't we <coughs> <coughs> right I'm, I'm alright I'm there I'm there I'm there good I might man. cut that bit out <laughs> Joe Jones was was playing <coughs> behind the strikers he was playing in that kind of holding position the yep. point position and I thought he was brilliant. I hadn't come across him before, but um, I thought he was a really good player. Best player on the pitch by far. I think they had some great players in, on the day. Um, well, the one, the, the one interesting thing that everyone was, was wary of uh, Paul McAdam, yeah. uh, and he did come on and he didn't do anything. Did so that, that, was quite, no. that was quite a weird one because uh, we know what he can do. But now, it was one of those games where once they got their, their heads up and decided they were going to make a game of it, they were 
threatening all over. They were. Yeah. And I thought, I mean, Sean McDonald had another good game. I thought... A couple of really good saves. I mean, what, what the picture of one of the saves I've used in the paper. Yeah. I had to look at... Well, the, the, there was a succession on, on Filmingo's photography website of the move. So when you look at it, you can't work out how he's going to stop that. But then the next photo, it's going over. Yeah. So incredible save. He had a great game. They, they made the man of the match was Connor Lemon Hay Evans, which I completely understand. But again, I thought Dean Moxie was absolutely outstanding. Joe Lewis was great. It was a good, it was a real backs to the wall, rear guard performance in that <coughs> second half. Um, obviously, Dagenham had scored just before half time. Belanta got a super goal yep, in the second goal. half, which yep. was kind of one of those unstoppable curled shots. Yeah. Um, and that's why I was so happy when we hung on for the draw. Yeah, I mean, I have revised my my, 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 my opinion since that look. I shot you a look. <laughs> you did, actually. Yeah, I, I, I was wounded by that. But, um, um, no, but and yes, I, I, I think the cliche is we would all taken uh, mm. a point before the game. It's just because we were tuning up yeah. and playing so well. Indeed. What did you make of Stephen Wynn? I thought he, he was signing? great for... Well, in that first 20 minutes, he was... He yeah. was he was the best player I'd ever seen in, in football. Um, he had, he had two. He he had a hand in the in first the goal. goal. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember if he was involved in the second one, but he was certainly involved all over the all over the the attacks that followed the first goal. Uh, I think they got a handle on him after that a bit. Yeah. And he had two shots um, where I think he would have been disappointed he didn't get a goal himself because he he was in a good position twice. Yeah. And the shots weren't the strongest. No. Uh, they weren't the, the hardest for the goalkeeper to stop. So I think he'll be disappointed with that. And he had moments later on, uh, which which they all did. I mean, it wasn't just a, 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 a you know an hour of of under the cosh. But um, I think uh, I think yeah, he, he looked good, and I can see why Sunderland like him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how how well he does with us. He's come a long way though, hasn't he? Well, I was talk, talking to uh, talking to Nigel Lane, big Talkie United supporter <clears> yesterday. <throat> And he was speculating that there must be a, a little bit of a feeling in the dressing room among some of the younger players at Sunderland that they're thinking, the gaffer's dad's all the way down at Torquay. Yeah. Keep, keep your head down. If anybody says loan signings, he might have been expecting to go to Gateshead or somewhere like that. Yeah, I mean, um, if players are keeping their head down, they're not good enough, are they? I mean, let's face it. If 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 you're a, if you're a 21 year old footballer who's on the verges of the first team of Sunderland, and you're not quite there yet. You want to go and play football. You do, right? yeah. I, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah jo joking apart. Yes, yeah. you absolutely do, and it doesn't matter where you go. <clears throat> and there are a lot worse places you could go on loan than um, Gary Johnson's Torquay. Absolutely. Yeah. By the way, on on um, Twitter this morning, all I keep seeing is the hashtag Johnson out, but I don't think it's the same Johnson. No, it? it's surely not. It's a different Johnson. Who's yeah, I mean we've had that, haven't we? we? Yeah. But um, they they've gone quite a bit. The gaffer's quite safe, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, there's absolutely. a there's a different Johnson under fire today. So uh, here we go. Um, and what else did I write down? Oh, the 50-50 draw. I was one digit away from one winning theatre tickets. It I went know. to somebody who bought a ticket ending in 554. And I had 553. Five, Where did you so buy it from? Uh, the kiosk just inside the... Right, um, because normally when I used style. to sit with my dad and his, his uh, mates, obviously the... Um, the seller would come around. So if you were one off, it was always going to be someone within your little yeah, patch. Yeah. But uh, no, it was. Uh, well, it was whoever bought the ticket yeah. after me. So well done. You've got. I, I like the idea that um, the club's tying up with uh, the local theatre, Princess Theatre, and, and places like that. And mm. uh, yeah, good. Enjoy your theatre show. All entertainment, isn't it? It's all part of the entertainment business. That's entertainment. 
Talking of which, okay, let's move on to what we can actually go and see this week. Now, Buckland Athletic at Homer's Heath have got two huge games coming up this I week. Think, I think one's bigger than the other. I think the, the, the Devon Bowl, unfortunately, has lost its luster. Oh, uh, yeah, but when you consider who the opponents are. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because on, on Saturday, they're at home to Egham. <coughs> Egham. Egham of, of, of Surrey, of the Combined Counties League. They're fourth in the Premier Division North. Um, it's uh, basically London teams um, playing exactly the same level as the Premier Division of the Western League, which is where yeah. Buckland plays. So it's it's equal, equal footing uh, as to where they are in the pyramid of the non-league uh, pyramid. Um, so yeah, uh, interesting one. Last thirty-two teams yeah, with a Wembley final hang, hanging at the end of it. Yeah, I, I did a bit of rudimentary online research about Egham. Just uh, do you know they're called the Sarnies? Yes, I saw that. I I, I, I didn't look at why, but well, I I, I thought well, I does, like does, that does the Egg ri- and ham. Yeah. <laughs> does the river Sarn run through? No, no. Is it the? Is it? But no, you're absolutely right. Oh, am I? <laughs> it's egg and ham. Sarnies. Oh, brilliant. Oh, I like that. So we like them. We like them. Yeah. So yeah, Maybe we should take a fat lunch. Buckland against the Sarnies on I'll, Saturday. I'll have the egg. You, well, you can have the egg as well. We're both <laughs> veggies, aren't we? Yeah, we'll, we'll give the ham to somebody else. Yeah. But then on Tuesday night in the Devon Bowl, um, it's Buckland against Brixham. Yeah, well, you're, you love a Brixham game, don't I you? Love a, I love a local derby. Brixham have a had Brixham a good game. competition year, haven't they, as they well? Have. I mean, they, they got to the... The, the the last but one stage of um uh, of the vase as well where they where they went out to yeah uh, it wasn't Tavistock, Tavistock. It yeah Tavistock. Was, yeah no Tavistock no it wasn't Tavistock it was Bridgewater I well, I don't know I I have no idea I've forgotten it was, it was Bridge- Wellington I can do you know it was Bridgewater early in the season it was in the Bridgewater FA Cup. in the FA Cup um and then uh they had to replay that because of a, a player being sin-binned when you can't sin-bin in the FA Cup. Correct. Um, and then it was Tavistock who beat them 5-0 in the FA Vars two rounds ago, but then Tavistock were chucked out because of playing an illegible player. Mm-hmm. And then they went on into the next round and were beaten by Wellington, I think it was. I think it was Wellington, yeah. You, you, you have the complexities of non-league football <laughs> down pat. Um, the, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, Brixham versus uh, Buckland is always going to be a good... Good game to to, yeah. to watch anyway. I, I know I, I know I said the Devon Bowlers lost its luster a bit, and it has. But, but some of the bigger teams don't seem to want to actually play it anymore, and and seem to be able to get out of it, which is fine in these times. Uh, but um, it, it's a shame, and there are more teams in it now as well because um, yeah. since the, the net's wider, isn't yeah, it? because yeah. since. Uh, a little little rejig of of non league meant that the Peninsula League stepped up a level, I believe, and mm. then that made those teams able to to, yeah. to, to to play in the Devon Bowl. So yeah, it's interesting, and uh, there are there are players that have been at both teams, and and Kieran Parkin, who um, I presume is still at Brixham, although I you know I'm out of the loop since since the last time I wrote about them, probably a month ago. Um, was was at Buckland yeah. for some time. Yeah. So yeah, there there are he's the captain, and there are there are players that have played at both teams, and okay. uh, and they know each other well, and um, yeah, it'll be a good game. Let's have a listen then to what uh, the Buckland manager Paul Froud uh, has to say about the two games, particularly uh, the big one with Egham, the Sarnies on Saturday. Absolutely, we'll see you on the other side of Paul Froud. I I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> Hi Paul, thanks for for joining us on the podcast. Uh, 
Obviously, Torquay don't have a game this Saturday, so um, this is a chance for Torquay fans to come and see the mighty Buckland in a what's probably one of the most important games for a couple of years, isn't it? Um, yes, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, don't, I think whenever we have an important home game, we cast a bit of an eye over, Absolutely. over, where, over where Torquay are and who they might have. And um, obviously, the Falmouth game, uh, round before last, uh, they were away and we made a a little bit of a play to see if we could um, boost our attendance a little bit. So I'm um, seeing they've got no game this weekend. Hopefully we can uh, do something similar. Absolutely. Uh, for, for, for the for the Torquay fan that doesn't necessarily know uh, Buckland's journey in the FA Vars this year, just, just tell them how, how you got there. Um, well, we've done fairly well in recent years. I mean, we, uh, we reached a quarterfinal, I think it was five or six years ago. Um, so based on sort of that, uh, repeated repetitive success uh, we come in at a slightly sort of later stage I, I think we came in we came in at the first round proper yeah. there are a couple there are a couple of divisional rounds as well but um, yeah. we come in at the first first round proper um, uh, we beat Camel third 3-0 on that day Camel third are, are doing pretty well in the Cornish League um, South West Peninsula Absolutely. West um, and then we had the, the sort of big tie against Falmouth Town who have been unbeaten throughout 2021 and I think the game against us was the only loss that they've suffered. Um, we beat them 3-1 in front of a healthy crowd. Um, and then the most recent round against Wellington when we were a little bit depleted, low on numbers and had some sort of issues with COVID and injuries and other things. Uh, we managed to get over the line winning 2-0, which set, set this game up against Egan which um, we've all been looking forward to for quite some time. Absolutely. What do you know about Egg and Paul? Uh, not a great deal. <laughs> uh, I, think one, I think one or two of the lads might have some contacts up that way. So we have got we have got a couple sort of reports on them. So we've got a little bit of an idea. Um, it was in my mindset to go up and, and watch one of their recent games, but both were postponed, unfortunately. So um, right. not, managed to, not managed to get a look at them firsthand, but we'll have a little bit of knowledge. But... Um, yeah, that, that's not critical at, at our level by any means. So, uh, and not having that knowledge may, may turn out to be a good thing. Okay. Um, what about your league form this season? Obviously, I think you started really well, took a little bit of a dip, but you're on the way back again. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. We um, yeah, we started off very well and we were in the top two for the first six, seven weeks of the season. Um, form since the end of October has been a little bit hit and miss. Um yeah, so we like to think we were, I think our performances have deserved a little bit better. Perhaps we should have another six or seven points under our belts at this stage. But um, we've won our, we've won two out, of, two, two out of our three last home games. So home, uh, far from the from that second place. Which in start of the season, the ambition was to finish in around the top six. So we're still competing on that front. Um, but yeah, I mean, we started off very well and, and we've tailed off a little bit since October, but there's still hopefully enough games for us to get back in amongst the running for, for runners-up. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's a tough division, actually, this this season, isn't it? But there is there is the possibility of two going up, so uh, it, it's a good year to, to do well in it, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we are here and now. I think Tavstock have put together such a good run mm. recently that they may be a little bit hard to catch, but... Um, yeah, there's eight, nine, ten teams all thinking they can mount a challenge for second. Um, and we're one of those. So hopefully we can put a little bit of a run together 
uh, towards the back end of the season, find some momentum um, and give it a push. But like I say, that with the, with, the, with the young squad that we've got, many of whom is their first sort of first sort of feel of adult football, let alone Western League football. Yeah. So in that respect, we may be punching a bit above our weight, but. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll give it everything we've got until the end, from now until the end of the season. You've got quite a lot of young players in the squad, haven't you? Look, mixed with maybe a few few older heads, uh, people yes. like Richard Groves and uh, the likes. But um, the, the, the young players are doing well enough to compete, aren't they? Oh, 100%. Yeah, we're absolutely over the moon with them. Um, and we have had issues, maybe more than most, with... You know, we, we've had injuries to some major, major, yeah. major squad members, and um, yeah, that, that's kind of put the skids on it. But um, it, we, we always feel we'd be a better team in 12, 18 months' time when those young players have had a bit more time to acclimatise to that, to that level. And like I say, they are. When I say young, you know, they are sort of 17, yeah. 18 years yeah. old, um, all with very good futures ahead of them. Yeah. But um, they're learning. They're learning as they go. But you know they haven't got they've they've got some pretty good people to learn from in the likes of people like say Richard Grove, Rob Farkins, Nick yeah. Um So yeah, we're in, we're in a good place. Um, just looking to put a good run together um, from now to the end of the season. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Paul, for talking to me. It's uh it's not a po- it's not a talking United podcast without a dog barking in the background somewhere. So oh, thanks for that. <laughs> no, it's usually guys or mine that, 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 that are on, on the podcast so thanks very much and good luck Saturday uh, I think myself and Guy will be there to, to, to cheer you on and uh, let's hope that uh, you can get into the next I, I was at Sporting Bromsgrove for that last 16 so it'd be nice to get to another one of those yeah definitely 100% brilliant cheers mate thank you bye take care bye 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 yeah good to hear that you know they're kind of back on track again aren't they started well wobbled a little and Buckland are back on track. They've got a good setup there. I've always said that. I mean, I've, I've been banging on about Buckland for years, as you know. Uh, me and my dad, before before we lost our, uh, my dad a uh, couple of years, well, earlier this year, I mean, we would go quite a lot when Torquay were away and before I had to really concentrate on Torquay <coughs> match reports for the web, yeah. um, we would be at Buckland as, as, as often as we could be. And they've got a lovely little bar. My dad would enjoy a, um, a beer in there. Um, and yeah, it's just a really good atmosphere. It is. It is. Over the years, they did, things have changed slightly. And then Adam Castle, who was who was the manager that turned the present day Buckland into the the big team mm-hmm. they are, uh, or the old Buckland into the big team they are, is now director of football. But he lives in Ireland. Yeah, uh, still living over there, uh, making a nice life for himself. I think he's coming over uh, on uh, on Saturday. Yeah. yeah, the manager Paul Froud uh, is it seems to have have stopped the kind of uncertainty that was going on there were after after adam adam castle went there was ellis late and there was craig duff and there yeah. was there was a few others and um nothing really stuck well um and it it took a while to to to, to get back to a, a decent a decent playing squad etc yeah. but paul froud came from newton abbott um well known in local football circles um and he had danny gaze with him yeah, um, yeah, who's also an big, ex, big, ex, big, he, big yeah. ex-Buckland yeah. player and, yeah. and, and, and big on the local football scene. He works at the South Devon College. And so they've created a really, really decent squad there. Now, Danny's recently left just to concentrate on his, his work. Mm. Yeah. But um, uh, Nick Milton is in uh, and, and Nick Milton's son, Nick Milton senior uh, junior is yeah. the cat is, is one of the, the, the key key experienced players and i'm not sure he's captain richard groves is captain 
is one of the key experienced players in the team. So Nick Milton, I mean, he he's very well known in, in local football circles as well. Did a wonderful job at Stoke Gabriel for them to win the, the Peninsula League at, at one point. Um, or the Peninsula League Division One, as it was then. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, they've 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 withdrawn from the Peninsula League. This, I know it's awful, season. isn't it? It's been a tumultuous time for for, yeah. for Stoke over the last couple of years, but that's that's a story for another day. But yeah, so Paul Froud, Nick Milton, um, that's a great management team, yeah. even if you've lost Danny Gaze, um, and they've got experienced players like Rob Farkins, Richard Groves. Um, Nick Milton's junior, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, those are those are serious players, and then they've got a bunch of youngsters who really look yeah. like they're on the verge of being decent players, including uh, JJ Evans, who, who was at Torquay of for course. a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, some yeah. decent decent stuff going on there. And Charlie Charlie Johansson, who's been around for a little while now, who was mm-hmm. a really exciting young player, went off to try his, his hand at Plymouth Parkway and a couple of other teams before returning. Yeah. To Buckland, he's he he's he's on top form. The only downside is that they've lost. Uh, uh, oh gosh, 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 Ryan. Um, oh, that's terrible. I forgot his name. I can't. Uh, their the strike, their striker who who was knocking in goals for fun has has, has had an operation. So yeah, he's uh, he's not available. But apart from that, they're looking good. They're looking really good. They 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 were second for a long time yeah. in that Western League Premier Division. Now Tavistock are walking it. Tavistock um, look a really good yeah, side. They've got they? some decent yeah, players yeah. and they're walking it. But there are a bunch of about ten teams below Tavistock yeah. who are all in contention for what is this season a second promotion place. Now we're not quite sure because the FA haven't actually confirmed it whether that second promotion place will be via a playoff or it'll be automatic. But as there's fourteen divisions at that level and they're trying to bring it down to twelve to actually make the pyramid yeah straighter rather than a bit lumpy at points Um, it will probably wait until the end of the season before we know what second division will give you will will it give you automatic promotion or will you have to be in a playoff against teams uh, from 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 other steps uh, other other leagues at that step yeah so second is is very much in in sight yeah oh that's really good I mean I while we're talking about, we mentioned Stoke, we mentioned the others, all of your local grassroots teams will be pleased to see you on Saturday mm-hmm. or Tuesday or whenever they're playing Talking United fans. There's no need to spend the afternoon in no. B&Q. No, absolutely. There are, there are, even down to the South Devon League, there are games yeah. everywhere. Go and watch a game. I know it's cold, but wrap up, take, take, yeah. your, uh, take your egg, egg and ham sarnies. <laughs> and, uh, I recommend getting a copy of this week's Herald Express because right here, look, on page 53, are all your fixtures for the absolutely. weekend? You can pick absolutely, that, that that is a that is a, a task and a half on a oh, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 four or five hours out of Sunday for me, but I, it's it's worth having it because I I'm able to put it in all the all the seven papers that yeah. I do. So that's why that's why it's it's bigger than just your local football. So the 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 Devon Bowl then on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, the other games are quite interesting as well. Axminster versus Exeter City. Now Exeter City are the only one of the league clubs who actually entered it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how strong a team they put in. Whether they put youth or under twenty threes or something like It'll that. It'll be the youngsters, and uh, they'll give they'll give Axminster a good go. Biddeford against Tiverton. Yeah, Biddeford against Tiverton. Well, Biddeford now have Alex Moyes, so that'll yeah. be interesting. Yeah. Who they basically took from Tiverton. Um, and, and Tiverton don't have Olaf Cazella do Olaf Cazella has, has left Tiverton to go to Dorchester on okay. loan I did talk to Martin Rogers about this so, uh, it, it, he didn't really want to go into details okay. but um, yeah. and there's not, not been a falling out but it was, it was, it was about money really. 
And the other game is Tavistock against Crediton. Uh, good luck, Crediton. Good luck, Crediton. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, the the best team in that left in there probably on paper is Tiverton, isn't it? It, 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 well, you would say that, wouldn't you, if you looked at the fact that they're yeah. the Premier Division of, of, of the Southern League. However, they're not having the best season no. at the moment and they're, they're close to the relegation places, which are, must be worrying uh, Mrs. Uh, Rogers and Rogers. And having seen Tavistock play... And having seen Tavistock play... Yeah, you wouldn't rule them out. You anything. wouldn't rule them out. Uh, Especially not with ex-goal Liam Prynne on such... Liam Prynne on, on fire. Yeah. Two, two, two hat-tricks in two games recently. You saw one of them, didn't you? When I they, did, When yeah. they beat... Um, well, I mean, I'm not sure if that hat-trick counted now, funnily enough, because that was in the point, game against Brixham. Yeah, good point. But, um, yeah. So, there are, so those are your four games in the Devon Bowl. Buckland against Brixham is your local one. That's Tuesday night. Is it a 7.45 kick-off? Get there early. Get there for a 7.30 yeah. just in case. Yeah. Then you'll have more time for your cup of tea or your pint if you do. Um, Buckland beat Newton Abbott Spurs in Exmouth to get to that stage and Brixham beat Oakhampton, Argyle and Torrington oh, Oakhampton, Argyle being a decent side they're, they're, yeah. they're top of uh, Brixham's division at the moment so that was no mean feat but Brixham started off on fire they won eight games they did, in a row they? yeah. and they've had a little slip since then um, I think they're fourth or fifth now in the table having not played as many games I believe as some of the other teams Newton Abbott Spurs are above them now so yeah. it's, 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 there's some good there's some good teams out there at the moment so that, that's the message I mean there's no talk United this Saturday and there's another Saturday coming up as well isn't there get out and have a look at a grassroots game even if it's in your local park uh, I mean go we'll on. be at Buckland Buckland is a, I'm not saying don't go anywhere else but Buckland is a lovely place to go there'll be a good atmosphere um, you can get a nice beer if there if you like nice beers. I won a half time draw there once as well. Yeah, you've won the half time oh. draw. Uh, there, there will um, um, sadly there will be a, a minute of silence for Rose Glanfield beforehand. Of course, yeah. Who was a stalwart behind the the bar behind the um, the food bar yeah. at Buckland, yeah. who sadly died recently, and that that's upset a lot of people at Buckland. Um, she's a well known face yeah. there, and, yeah. and that's sad. There will be that minute of silence to pay tribute to her, and then. Come on, Buckland. It'd be great if they could beat the Sarnies yeah. for Rose, wouldn't it? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. The woman who was behind the Sarnies, yeah. We may well see <laughs> you there. It will, of course, be a work event if we're... Um, yeah, we'll be... It will be. It. Yeah, <coughs> I will be working. Um, one more thing to plug for you as well, by the way. The Rotary Club of Preston uh, in Torbay have got a charity sports personality dinner coming up at the Livermead Cliff Hotel on March the 24th. Uh, the compere is a comedian by the name of John Gillen, but for football fans, the guest speaker is a goalkeeping legend. John Lukic oh, is see. the guest speaker. Yeah. Uh, played for Leeds, played for Arsenal, um, played for England. I remember uh, him being Arsenal goalkeeper when I was growing up. So he, he was number two to Pat Jennings for years, wasn't he? Well, he played, he retired in 2001 at the age of 40. Says say, he's yeah. the oldest ever player to have played for Arsenal. In really? The yeah. Really? Wow. So uh, that's all for charity. Um, charity. charity, mate. It's yeah. the Rotary Club of Preston. And if you're interested in getting hold of a ticket, email secretary at preston.rotary1175.org. And when, I, when, when you put that leaflet on the table and I haven't got my glasses on, I thought it said Ian Gillen. <laughs> well, he'd make a good compare, wouldn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. It'd be, be interesting. I'm sure he's got some good stories. Ian Gillen, of course, being the... Since you've been gone. That's the fella. I roadied for Ian Gillen once. Did you really? It was another one of those nights at the 400 Club when 
the roadies obviously just fancied sitting down for a pint, so they realised that if they plied a load of people, likely lads with a few beers, we would carry the kit for them. That double denim's come out again, hasn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah, it has. It's, it, there's a recurring theme here, isn't there? But, um, yeah. I, I think it's only because I've seen one photo of you that you put up on Facebook some years ago with a group of friends at that age, yeah. and you were wearing double denim. I think That's I was. all I can yeah. see you wearing in that, that period of time. You, you obviously went to bed in it and everything. Oh, of course, yeah. absolutely. I think I've probably still got it upstairs, so I might have, might have to dig it out for dig it out for Buckland yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Turn up in double denim with a yeah. silk scarf knotted around your yes. wrist. Yes, perfect. How great would that be? Well... It's been a short podcast this week. Um, we'll let you off lightly this week because there isn't a talky game. But please do think about Saturday getting out to a grassroots game. We might see you at Buckland or just go and see your local team. They'll be glad to see you um, and you'll enjoy the football. Absolutely. Because yeah, you can yeah. get close up and you can hear everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sometimes you don't want to hear what you hear, but no, that's know, fine. That's football. It's great. We'll see you there. Um well, we can't do Come On You Yellows, can we? Oh, well, this we can. They're not playing. Well, Buckman playing. Buckman playing. Oh, fair enough. Okay, yeah. we'll finish in the traditional way then. Come On You Yellows. I completely missed, missed that. that didn't you? Honestly, I think I'm going to go to night school for doing this. There must be some kind of way of getting me to improve this. Are you? After three. One, two, three. Come, Come On, on you, you Yellows. Yellows. That's better.